is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio here, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have on the site for you. We give them away, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites. Go and see for yourself. Get interactive freetalklive.com. Coming up, a botched FBI raid, as well as some apparently, for some people, shocking news about innocent people being slaughtered in Afghanistan. I guess uh, for the people that didn't know that was happening, it's now been confirmed by someone in the military, someone relatively high up, uh, and Julia will be telling us about that. But let's go first to the phones, and you and your thoughts will go to Kenneth in Colorado and Kenneth, if I'm if I'm recalling correctly, you were on the air with us uh, Saturday night. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, uh, I'm calling about the uh, Respect States and Citizens Rights Act. Okay, you're not going to read it to to us, are you? No, I was just done reading with it, reading it when you hung up on me uh, Friday. Okay, <laughs> or Saturday. Anyway, give it to him, um, Kenneth. Um, what it does basically is. Where there are laws, a state that has laws about marijuana, it strikes federal supremacy for those laws, meaning that the states get their way in terms of marijuana. That's what that, law, that act does. It's not perfect. It's not extensive. But it's a lot more freedom than we would have if we don't have it. And, so and is this something that's being proposed on the federal level? That's correct. There are, cert- there are currently 18 legislators co-sponsoring it. Or 18 total sponsoring it. Are they mostly from Colorado and Washington, or what's, what's well, the makeup? Well, um, I think four or five of them are from Colorado out of seven. And I believe there are a few from Washington. But you could guess they're going to be from states mostly, the sponsors are, going to be mostly from states where they have some form of cannabis legislation. Why would they do it, though? I mean, you know, the, these individual legislators are from these states. They have whatever opinion they have, necessarily. I mean, do they feel really any obligation to represent the people of their state? Actually, that's exactly what the Republican from Colorado that's on the list said. Okay, what do you say? Mike Kaufman said that he did, he's against uh, uh, marijuana uh, legalization. He strongly opposed 64 but he says, I also have an obligation to respect the will of the voters given the passage of this initiative, and I so feel obligated to support this legislation. Interesting. <clears throat> so, so um, And there are a few, I don't know what you want to call them, somewhat principled or somewhat, um, I don't know what the term is, guilty-feeling Republicans out there that feel that if they want to, I think the big deal is you got a Democrat talking about supporting states' rights. And that well, puts Republicans in a bind. Do you agree with states' rights, or don't you? Yeah, and Democrats uh, have been all along kind of shifty on states' rights, and whenever it's uh, convenient for them, they'll go for it. I think what the real crux of this is, is will the police unions um, and other organizations that don't want to see marijuana legalized get to these politicians? On a state level, politicians are less, less valuable and therefore less likely to be bought and paid for. On a national level, politicians are valuable and therefore more likely to already have been bought and paid for. And it's either- I think what, what makes a big difference is an organization like LEAP, because in the House of Representatives, you're talking about local people, not the senators. And I think they're more likely to listen to retired law enforcement on something like this 
than the senators will be. So I think what what really needs to happen is a strong showing of support in the House of Representatives. And if they get a strong showing of support, then they've got a chance. Well, I'm not going to keep my fingers crossed. I mean, it is no, the federal government, either. but uh, it's an interesting proposal, and I appreciate you bringing it to our but attention. I, I thought people should get uh, – the people that are inclined to write legislators, this is a good time to write What's one. it called, the act again? It's called the Respect States and Citizens' Rights Act of 2012. And if only it did all that, that would be really good. But, but it's only marijuana. With regard to marijuana. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's only for marijuana? I missed that point of this. It's I thought it was overall. It's only for marijuana, but, you know, the name of it sounds really good. It's like yeah, it sure does. Respect yeah. all the rights, you know. All right, Kenneth, thanks for sharing that tonight. Appreciate sure. the call and the thoughts. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You may bring up whatever's on your mind. Well, with two states legalizing marijuana and California practically having already legalized marijuana um, and Massachusetts having essentially pretty close to legalized marijuana in that uh, it's a civil fine below a certain amount and people don't have to pay that civil fine. I think that the federal government is getting to the point where it's just going to be, and by the way, Central American countries, uh, Uruguay, um, which is South America, uh, has just, uh, is Uruguay or Paraguay? Uruguay, I think, um, is uh, legalizing state-grown marijuana, which I find a horrifying idea. Uh, Canada essentially has marijuana bars up there. Is that not correct? It's pretty underground. I know of um I knew of four in Toronto specifically and one of them got raided and shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not really. They're not really marijuana bars in it's that more, you It's more it's just socially acceptable. The the one that we went to, this was years ago now. You could not order marijuana. You could bring your own and then have a rented room in which you could use a vaporizer that they provided for you. We also had um, hash oil milkshakes, and they did sell. Yeah, they did sell sell milkshakes with cannabis uh, in them. So that will get you high. Oh yes. yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, don't, don't please. Let's not pretend like Mark knows. If you consume here. cannabis, you will get well, high. It could just be the oil. I don't know. Oh, if you consume the oil, you will get high. Okay. Hashish gotcha. oil will make you very ha- high. So let's just call it legal in Toronto. Um, nah, nah. Socially acceptable. So that somebody raided the place. Look, in Sarasota, Florida, prostitution is illegal. However, they have things that they call jack shacks or, uh, yeah. you know, these these lingerie modeling things all up and down uh, the, the beautiful, scenic, uh, famous North Trail, mm-hmm. uh, North Tamiami Trail there where, you know, you can go and it's famous. Look, at pe- <laughs> look at women model underwear or get an intimate massage. My, my, my quotation mark fingers are going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they say it's not that's not prostitution. But every once in a while, they raid one of these places. Right. Let's be serious here, folks. That's prostitution. And they just kind of, you know, wink and look the other way most of the time until somebody, you know, makes them mad and then they go after somebody. Sure. So I'm not sure what happened there at, at your club, but if there's several of these clubs, and as far as I'm concerned, it's relatively legal. The, the federal government just isn't going to, they're not going to be able to, they don't have enough fingers to stick in, in this dike. This dike is yeah. getting ready to go. Yeah, I agree with you. Your thoughts are welcome. 855-450-FREE. Uh, in other news, Julia, you had this Afghan story that you wanted to share with us. Sure. Uh, this is actually huge news from the Huffington Post reporting on it. Um, as reported on the New York Times last week, a significant number of Afghans continue to be killed by U.S. and NATO forces despite NATO. New- NATO. Yeah. Despite new rules issued by uh, General Stanley McChrystal meant to help reduce civil, uh, civilian casualties. 
Indeed, the number of Afghans who have been killed or hurt by troop shootings at convoys and military checkpoints has basically remained the same since McChrystal announced his uh, initiatives. We have shot an amazing number of people, but to my knowledge, no one has ever proven to be a threat, said McChrystal. So this is a... No one. Yeah, no one. That's a pretty big statement right there. Um, This is what he said during a video conference with troops, uh, the New York Times reported. Talking Points Memo has obtained a longer transcript of McChrystal's statements, which you can read in full here. McChrystal's spokesman, Tad Schultes, tried to place the general's comments in context in an email to TPN. I'm not sure what that stands for. It must be some sort of news. Sounds like it. Uh, The general was urging his forces to exercise courageous restraint by suggesting that it is unlikely that erratic behavior at a checkpoint constitutes a threat. While also expressing, so he's only talking about checkpoints here, right? Like when he said, lots that, of people getting smoked to checkpoints, though. Right, but, like but when he rack. said that no one was a threat, he only means in the the context of at these checkpoints. It says at convoys, convoys and checkpoints. Convoys and checkpoints. So so let's come back with a little bit more on this here at eight five five four fifty three. Basically, you've got troops with uh, itchy trigger fingers, uh, thinking everybody's a threat. When in point of fact, according to this commander guy, no one has been a threat. Has been. Right. Right. Thus, to this point, no one has been a threat at these locations. An important distinction. And they've just been blasting people away. one 855 Tell your story. Maybe you were in the military and you experienced this. Free talk live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking all liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang and cake. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have waiting for you there. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them. You can see the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to be part of the Shrine right there uh, at the top of the page at Shrine. .freetalklive.com bitinstant.com is the place to go to get your bitcoins if uh, if you haven't if you don't know about bitcoins you haven't been listening to free talk live uh, bitcoins are an online peer-to-peer open source currency that allow you to send and receive money without having to pay any fees on that sending and receiving online bitinstant.com is the place to go get them they've got more than a million locations including just doing it from your desk on the internet if that's what you want to do or your laptop or you know notebook whatever you want to do bitinstant.com they've also they're uh, in more than 30 countries they make it they're the biggest fastest easiest safest way to get your bitcoins bitinstant.com we're talking about a uh, shocking article at least for some people i mean we already knew that Innocent Afghan folks were being murdered by the U.S. military. 
Uh, we, we were well aware of that. But some people would like to deny it. It's at and least or, manslaughtered, if nothing else, right? And or write it off as though, oh, it's just have to break a few eggs uh, to make an omelet. You know, it's just that you know, they write it off. They write off the death of innocent people as the price that one has to pay to go to war. Of course, why anyone is in this war is another question. Yeah, right. What's the what's the uh, we did have a vet call in a few weeks ago who said that the reason and it was on a Saturday night. Remember the one that we were told that we disrespected after we had a cordial conversation with him. Oh, yeah. And asked him some questions um, and people called in and said that we disrespected him, I guess, because we asked him some questions. Um he said that we were there to help people. He had gone there. He had passed out water you bottles. You mean the uh, the U.S. military? The U.S. Right? military. Well, that, I'm only saying what he said. Oh, okay. Um, the you know they had gone there, passed out water bottles and first aid, and done all kinds of things for people in the villages and that that sort of thing. Yeah, they shot some folks, but you know it's all in the course of business. So. If the reason that the United States military is in Afghanistan, according to this vet, which is to help people, then perhaps with, what was it, an amazing number of people shot at roadside uh, checkpoints? Uh, yes, that's the quote. The quote from and General, convoys, General right? uh, McChrystal? Sergeant. Sergeant? No, he's not a sergeant. General. General. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at military uh, ranks. <laughs> it is general. He's dressed in green fatigues. I mean, you can't there tell one t- or the other. There are some sergeants that get more done than some generals. I will uh, you know, certainly give give them that. Um so, I mean, this is these are all his quotes, not mine. The uh, so so one can conclude that perhaps the doing them good while doing them evil thing isn't really working out, and we should just withdraw. Really, there is, I mean, at this point, all the only thing that they can claim that they're in Afghanistan for is to, you know, see some stability, try to get some stability in the military, but. They haven't turned over uh, the oh, shoot. I'm I'm forgetting the name of the uh, the the prison there uh, that mm. they were supposed to turn over in this amount of time. They've turned over thousands of prisoners, but they haven't turned over all the prisoners. Mm. And Karzai is basically telling the military there's a practically a civil war going on, uh, kicking America out starting today. Karzai is basically really? told Afghani's that they can go ahead, you know, Afghan uh, cops and stuff that they can do whatever it takes to get these this place. Out of the hands of the military. Hmm. U.S. military. And that's today you said that happened. That's what I heard on NPR. I mean, I haven't studied it thoroughly, but it's a little crazy. So he's saying that at all these checkpoints, roadside checkpoints, slash, uh, and on their convoys, that they've been blasting people left and right, and that not a one of them, zero percent, were a threat in any way, shape, or form. Yes. The quote is, none has ever been proven to be a threat. Yeah. So when they've looked into it afterwards, After the fact, there's never the been any sort of indication that there were th- they were threats. Unarmed men, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, to continue the article, these are some of his specific remarks. Um, <clears throat> we really ask a lot of our young sir. Uh, out of, <clears throat> excuse me. We really ask a lot out of our young service people out on the checkpoints because there's danger. They're asked to make very rapid decisions in an often Apparently, Unclear. there's not danger. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they feel... They uh, perceive that there's danger. They're in a scary place, which is unfamiliar, and there could be people out there looking to hurt them. But as of yet, there apparently are no examples of there any being any actual danger. Well, so... <laughs> Just because you, you feel be... scared on Halloween doesn't mean there are ghouls and goblins out to eat your soul. Well, okay. Um, so there's... Let, let's be clear. There are different jobs that different organizations should be doing. The military is out there doing things that are getting them shot at by people. And then they're doing things that are police work. Mm-hmm. 
if you have a brain surgeon doing the you know the butcher's work and a butcher doing the brain surgeon's work, you're going to have a problem yep. there. Soldiers should never be tasked with the job of police. I mean, if if you're going to take over a country and institute policing measures, you should have policing people. And well, they those, have the military police, don't they? Military police. Okay, then let's hold them accountable like we hold police accountable and not put them in positions where the military's, uh, you know, where they're being mm. shot at like the military. See, here's the problem. You're taking shell-shocked soldiers that are used to being in battle situations, and then you're putting them on a road and saying, hey, why don't you stop these cars, make sure there's nothing going on here. Like there's two totally when in doubt, situ- pull the trigger. Apparently, is the rule, it, it, and it should. It, I mean, like no, it shouldn't be. Okay, <laughs> it's, a re- it's a reasonable expectation to see that that is what's going to happen. If you want somebody to go out and do a bunch of killing, mm-hmm. if you've got a good reason to do that, you know what you get. You get a bunch of hyped up 20 year old males with machine guns who got a little bit of attitude, a really short haircut, and way too much testosterone. Yeah. And you send them out and they kill, K- kill all the way to the capital of wherever it is you're trying to get. And then when you're trying to provide stability to a place, you send in a bunch of 40 year old cops and you know, have 10 years on the beat or whatever, and you provide stability to a location. Like it's a different job. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Of course, what they should do is just leave. It's an easier solution. Yeah. I mean, why in the world the United States uh, government, why why I am paying to police Afghanistan just doesn't make any sense to me. Me neither. That's why I stopped. Good Anything for you. Else? Um, so he continues, uh, however, to my knowledge, in the nine plus months I've been here, not a single case we have engaged where we have engaged in an escalation of force has hurt and and it has hurt someone has turned out that the vehicle had a suicide bomb so in not in any case has it turned right. out that the vehicle had a suicide bomb or weapons in it <laughs> and in many cases they had families in yep, them yep i remember okay. seeing the video footage of them blasting up a minivan at one point imagine the tsa with guns and grenades mm. it's and the a ability scary to use thought. them without any sort of consequence what consequences do the tsa face currently well there's not a whole lot but at least you you know people at the tsa checkpoints have the ability to have a video camera there for instance and those videos get out like when the tsa misbehaves in a lot of cases it's caught and talked about and there's news coverage these people are being blasted and it's not news right this is just a statistic for most well, people they, over here what's being called generally by the state department i mean wasn't it this i can't remember what the guy's name was the quote was on but basically we've had no civilian deaths in pakistan like they're they're dropping hellfire missiles on people from drones and they haven't hit in all those those four That's and the five year olds are killing those were the enemy all right 855-453-free is the SACL cai toll free line your comments are certainly welcome you can also bring up anything this is free talk live are you a fan of beer liberty and good conversation do you support freedom peace and voluntary interaction are you looking to meet others who think like you don't wait for your move to the free state project to get started when you can do something about it today this is amanda mill encouraging you to set up a liberty on the rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks visit www.libertyontherocks.org
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on the site, so enjoy them. Uh, You can head over there and get interactive in a variety of ways. The CAM is one of those uh, methods, and that allows you to watch and listen to the show as well as interact because the chat room is built into the same page as the webcam. So go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And are you tired of the general preparedness and survival advice uh, that just doesn't seem to have reason or context behind it? And how about those TV shows where they just have a single focus, single scenario focus? Uh, With all the fear hyping, do you sometimes wonder about the reality of historical and potential disaster situations? Well, there's a book that can help you understand what might happen, how it might affect you and those you care about, and what it is that you can do about it. It's called Strategic Survival, and it is chock full of information, knowledge, uh, other material that it references you can uh, take a look at, and it'll allow you to take simple actions to prepare, which allow you to turn fear and worry into confidence and peace. So go to strategicsurvival.com. Mark, this book is not just available in print, is that correct? That's it's right. Available it's available in, in every way that you want uh, to get a book. But, um, you know, you might want to have it in print, though. If you were going to, if, if, if the power con- goes out, if you're concerned about a survival situation, you may not want to have just read the book. You may want to have the the book in a hard as copy. a reference. But maybe yeah. you want to just read it and see whether it's uh, right for you. Um, you know, it's a little cheaper that way, and then and then go get a, a dead tree copy if that's what you want to do. Strategicsurvival.com. Yes, indeed. We're going to uh, continue. If you've got more, Julia, we'll share that in a moment. But first, Lauren is on the line in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. We've been talking about the military. And a uh, for for what is a, for a lot of people a shocking admission by Stanley McChrystal, who's a general in Afghanistan, admitting that uh, they have been slaughtering people over there, innocent Afghans. He calls it an amazing number of innocent Afghans have been shot at various different military checkpoints and convoys. And uh, after the fact, they find out that oh, that was a family. Oh, that was a delivery man. Oh, that was just somebody driving somewhere. None of them. None of the people. None of the amazing number of innocent people that have been shot were actually a threat to quote the general that's what he said so lauren's with us in new york go ahead lauren how you doing hey. uh guys just great go ahead um, sir. i just want to say real quickly you know i just ate some raw chicken so i'm i'm feeling all right what you know i've been serving uh the gods from the other dimension i hear a lot of this hoopra about afghanistan but honestly, they Stop, don't but care. before we go to Afghanistan, uh, start me off with this raw chicken thing. And the god from the other dimension? What, what's all that about? It's just what I do. All right. Uh-huh. I'm trying you... to, um, it, it's, it's like a, it, it's a strategy, you know? No, um, I don't. No, I, don't. I have to kill off the old flesh so the new flesh can grow. The flesh? New flesh? Is yeah. it the, the flesh of the chicken? Well, you know, I have to kill off my old body so my new body can grow. And the idea is you're going to poison yourself with raw meat, so that'll kill... I'm confused. Can you explain this? Start me from the beginning, because I really want to know how it is that eating uh, raw meat, which could be, of course, uh, you know, carrying salmonella well, and s- other... certainly raw chicken. Yeah. Um, you know, people eat, like steaks that are not really that Steak cooked tar-tar. but chicken needs to be cooked all the way through is typically the what Port people two. say yes well i know nothing's gonna happen to me because i've already uh 
prayed and I've already meditated, but... <laughs> Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. So you think you can just pray over some raw chicken and that'll make it so you don't get poisoning? Do you look, yeah. do you look both ways before you cross the street? Well, yeah, of course. I okay. mean... <laughs> I mean, the the gods from the other dimension are going to do everything. Tell so, me more about these gods from the other dimension. Well, there's bad gods and like like you know spirits, like people that you meet on the street. There there's good people and there's bad people, and the the gods that I worship are the good gods. Now we have people in power in the United States um, who worship the bad gods from the um, other side. That's uh, that's you know how David um, David Ike is making his money because he's exposing uh, these people. They worship the reptilian uh, uh, Jews. Wow, man, you really believe all that stuff? Yeah, I and, and you believe it? Why? Because you watch some internet videos? No, no, no. I've done my research. <laughs> you know, you, how do you research gods in another dimension? And aren't lizard, you, lizard Jew people? Aren't you just researching what other people are claiming on internet videos and websites? No, 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 no. no. Listen, have you ever heard of the pineal gland? The pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, what it's called. Um, listen, after you die, um, DMT gets released into your bloodstream. Yeah. Or a near-death experience. This has been studied. And after you have the near-death experience, you go to another dimension, and you, uh, uh, you know, uh, you either see um, reptilians or turtles or rats or some some crazy crap like so that. So you actually haven't uh, experienced this. I'm I'm, be- I'm betting. Huh? I'm guessing from what you're saying, you're talking as though you haven't actually experienced it. Correct? Well, no, but it's been researched. Before, I see, sir. Mm. New Mexico. Uh, university, I believe. I'm going to have to look that up for you. So some people took DMT and they experienced a hallucinogenic state in which they saw reptilians, is what you're saying. And that proves that there are extra-dimensional gods who should be worshipped by eating raw foods, raw chicken, to be specific. Well, see, you're trying to uh, uh, trivialize it. You're trying to make it funny. Well, it, but, it sounds well, okay. kind of... <laughs> Wait a second. Crazy. It's, it's funny already. Shape-shifting, pe- shape-shifting lizard people, um, you know, and, and all this stuff, uh, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a funny well, story, right? The bottom half of our brains are reptilian. Okay. Uh, that doesn't... And the pineal <laughs> gland allows us to see in the other dimension. Pineal, pineal gland. Um, Whatever you know what I mean. I, I do know what you mean. Yes, uh, you, you know. But can you shape sh- shift shapes? Oh well, I I haven't uh, achieved that uh, class yet. I, can I somebody? Don't want can that. somebody? I don't can want you? That. I want to be me. Can you get a YouTube video to me of somebody shifting shifting shapes? Um, right now, uh, the situation I'm in right now. Um, I don't have internet at my house. Mark, the, it doesn't matter anyway. The lizard Jews have a filtering system that prevents all video of these things happening from uh, getting well, out. Haven't you heard? Don't you know anything? <sighs> well, I really wanted to talk about it. I really, feel, I, uh, I really feel sad for you, Lauren, because I, I feel like you've gone down a really 
scary rabbit hole that has led you to a place where you may be bordering on a, a very dangerous – you may be past the line of uh, being in a very dangerous mental state where you could be a danger to yourself. I don't think you're pro- – you're probably not a, da- a danger to others, but you could be a danger to yourself at this point. You're eating uh, raw chicken, which could make you sick. Uh, I realize you you feel like you're praying over it. Uh, I'm, I'm taking you at your word, Lauren, and I'm I'm believing that you're not trying to. Somebody believes this, David. I crap that this out isn't there. a crank call. Uh, you know, on your part, I, I think that you I've you know judging before. Yeah, judging, but just you have called before, which is why I. That's why I don't think this is a crank call because we've we've heard you. Uh, su- you know, suppose these theories uh, previously, or theories that were, I guess, preliminary to this. You were kind of going down the rabbit hole previously. You did not, at least, you had not revealed to us that you had gone this far. I would seriously consider uh, seeking some sort of counseling where you can talk to somebody who's a professional about this, because I think that you you're putting yourself in danger. And that's not the lizard Jews that are telling me to say that to you. That's just me, from me to you. I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper for the New, New World Order or anything like that. I wasn't going to accuse you of that. I, I I really wanted to talk about Afghanistan because I know how you guys are with the um, – you guys just denounce everything that you don't know as a conspiracy theory. Okay, I get it. But let's talk about Afghanistan. Now, Were you America's in Afghanistan? Like- no. He's 17. <laughs> I'm 18. I'll tell you what. Hang we'll on. Take you. We'll uh, we'll let you talk about Afghanistan here in a moment, but please stop eating the raw chicken, okay? Please. 855-450-free. You can take control of the airwaves. I don't know what else to say about that. I can't be real. Oh yeah. I think it's it real. Could be. It's free talk live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. Whether you want to talk about something serious or something that you think is serious but actually is pretty disturbing and possibly dangerous to yourself. We'll uh, continue here, 855-450-FREE. We've got Lauren on the line in New York. And he started out with what I thought was a very concerning uh, perspective on things. And we can talk more about that in a little bit. But he did want to con- uh, he did want to talk to us about Afghanistan and what's going on over there and what we had uh, seen here from Stanley McChrystal, who's the general, one of the generals, I guess, over in Afghanistan, uh, who reporting uh, there was a report which apparently we learned was actually a little bit older than uh, than we thought. Yeah, we got it as a news story. It's not a news story, but it's still disturbing. As it, it is a be. news news story from 2010. It's not a new news story, right? And uh, but it's you know still. Hey, look, they're, they were slaughtering innocent people, and that's what this guy said. He he admitted that they were slaughtering an amazing number of innocent Afghans. I can't imagine that that's not still the same status today. Right. So uh, there's actually a follow-up uh, piece, Mark, that you've got that's sort of related from uh, Afghanistan. We can get to that in a moment. But Lauren wanted to comment on the Afghanistan situation. So go ahead. Yeah, um, 
Stanley McChrystal, I believe he got removed a long time ago. I was gonna, I was thinking about that, like McChrystal. He got removed a long time ago because yeah, it, it he kind came of, out of the strange Times too. article. Huh? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of, it, it kind of stuck in my mind too. Yeah, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But you, you, you know, there's certain, and this is why I've gotten from war. People don't care. Americans don't care. Honestly. Americans don't care about this type of stuff, so it's going to keep on going on. And I, I believe that the reason why we go into war so much is I don't know if it's so much for the petrol dollar or because, you know, the ultimate goal is Iran. That's the ultimate goal right there. We, we, we want to go into Iran. Well, I don't want to go into Iran. It's certainly not my goal. I'm not interested in that. But I don't, and I don't know if you can really say what the ultimate goal of the U.S. military is. I think that they just do what they're told, and what the people who are controlling them, like Barack Obama, what their goal is. One, well, that's open to speculation. I mean, maybe it's to increase the uh, the size of the military-industrial complex to bring new contracts to those military-industrial. Creator, you know, product creators, uh, you know, the people that are manufacturing the bombs and the tanks and the uh, you know, the guns and the boots, and that could be the goal to just perpetuate warfare uh, in general, whether it's to Iran or to you know Pakistan or to wherever it is that they're going to be fighting. Uh, Lauren, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, please, please stop eating the raw chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more thing to say. Yeah. Listen, I think. There's certain things going on in the government that we definitely don't know about. They want to go to war, and they want to kill people on certain days to praise the the bad gods, like I was telling you. Okay, it's important for us to open up our third eyes. Okay, and that's all <laughs> what I days want to do, say. What, what days do they want to kill people on? I mean, do, can we only extrapolate it after we find out what days people die? May Day... Days in April. I, I mean, they're killing they people all the time. People. You realize that, right? I I know, but they like to do it on certain days. They like to revel in it in certain days. Do you? When you say they, do you mean the people who are giving the orders or the the grunts on the ground? The people who are giving the orders and the reptilian, uh, 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 the reptilians who are standing <laughs> behind them. From another dimension, they hack into the drone feed and they sit down there and they and they get off on it. Now, do you now you know this from watching David Icke videos online? Well, listen, I know this because I I know how the UN works. The, wherever the UN goes, they have a child sex uh, scandal. Well, you just they mix it all up together, kids. don't you? This, these are NATO forces. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Well, now, though, there is some truth to uh, you know the idea that the UN peacekeepers, for instance, have uh, gone into different uh, areas like in Africa and have uh, allegedly raped children. Yep. I mean, those, they're, those, those allegations are out there. Have, sure. I mean, so there's something to that. But the way he just kind of rolls everything in, you know, together as though there's some connection. I, I just so I read eating a book. raw chicken, David Icke, reptilians. Look. Raw chicken sounds disgusting taste-wise. So if you're not even talking about safety, I can't imagine having raw chicken in Interdimensional. Mouth, and I don't get it. Gods. Do they have chickens in the other dimension? I, I don't know. I, what were you going to say, Mark? I, I read a book. It was called Super Sense. And in this book, they talk about a study that was done. I can't tell you the name of the study, and I'm sorry for that. I've cited it as well as I can cite this uh, this claim. In it, they claim that there's a paradigm 
basically from paranoid schizophrenic to atheist and that there's a bell curve and that people on the inside of this bell curve essentially are you know along a continuum of people that are able to put uh, situations together in their mind so usually paranoid schizophrenics believe it's all about them the black helicopters they're following them yeah it's not you know the black helicopters aren't following you you better watch out. It's the black helicopters are following me. I've got to get out of here. We so, had the one lady call who believed she was being poisoned through the, the somehow in the her gas home. Through the floor, yeah, the yeah. gas through the floor and that sort of thing. And it it always it's and always it, about them. People uh, were following her, so too. they can put through put a lot of uh, desperate uh, different facts together mm-hmm. and conclude and create a story. something from that. And yeah. you know, then you so basically you can look at this, and this is uh, how religious thought is put together. You know, I see this, I see that, I see this, I see God in it. Here we go, we got God. And uh, you know, because humans are good at, at connecting dots after the fact, right? Right. Yeah. So you know, and it's a bell curve. So more yeah. people are in the center where they're able to put together some facts and see some kind of these things. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can put some facts together and see some kind of story. Whereas, uh, and then some people are sort of out on the end, the uh, the atheist types that see no connection to you know this fact, this fact, this fact, this fact, and whatever conclusion people come to. The perennial skeptic. The perennial skeptic. Yeah. That's a good term. And so, I mean, I feel like Lauren's sitting out on the edge of the, on the, the far end of the, the left side of the bell curve on this one. Um, you know, that he's He's 17? 18. 18? When you so when you get some people that have mental illness issues um, mm-hmm. on the internet and they're talking about their story and they come up with a good story, then it's going to feed the other stories on down the line. They get their stories from somewhere. So, right. uh, you know, I mean, it's, well, it's they, they take current facts and put them together, things that they've experienced and, and heard and put them together into a story. And I kind of feel like that that's what goes on here. And then you've got somebody like David Icke, who, you know, is, I guess, seems like an authority to someone like Lauren, right? I mean, he's been around for a while. Uh, he is a, a good speaker. You know, he's he's got some things that he says that are, in my opinion, right on. I mean, the guy uh, is, you know, he's into metaphysics and all that. And I like, you know, kind of his, his worldview uh, from that perspective. But I'm not on board with the idea that there are lizard uh, men out there who are... Uh, controlling secretly controlling from dimension. the world and all that. And I don't know, you know, I have never really listened to that, him speak on those topics. So how much of that, how much of what Lauren was saying there is what David Icke says? I don't know. You know, how much of it is people who are spinning off from what David Icke says into, you know, their own version of it and adding things to it? Who knows? I, I you know, I looked, for instance, on, on Google for raw chicken and David Icke and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> so I think that... Is that just his own spin on it? Uh, you mean Lauren's spin? Maybe he just likes raw chicken, and he, I since he prays, he get, can eat it. I, any speculation is uh, is valid. It's just that yeah. on this. Uh, but but one of the questions I have asked on uh, uh, on Twitter and Facebook is, what would you have said uh, to Lauren? I mean, I I said something that I thought was you know trying to. Not, I, I didn't want to make fun of him too much. I wanted to, you know, like, yeah, the it's kind of funny. obviously ser- serious but, about what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he's eating raw chicken. He seems serious. I'm going to take him at his word that he is doing that. And if that's true, then you should stop and maybe get some help because there really is something that you're doing that's dangerous to yourself. But what would you have said if you were in my role? Or maybe you just, you know, you know Lauren. Let's say you know Lauren. He's uh, he's somebody you know from work or, or uh, you know, somebody from school or a family member. What do you say to somebody who starts just talking cockamamie? 
I mean, what what do you say in that situation? Do you just nod your head and go, oh, hmm, and then get away from that person? Or do you, you know, show that you're concerned? And if so, what's the right way to go about it? And who should he talk to? Is a uh, psychologist? A therapist? <laughs> what? Who? Who deals with this? You know, I think that um, it's also a lesson for anybody who might call themselves a conspiracy theorist. I don't like that term. I think mm-hmm. everybody's a conspiracy theorist. All you have to do is look at radio or uh, pundits on air, um, and they're all you know talking about some conspiracy or another. But I, I'm you know people that may believe in the new world order and that kind of thing is you know there are people that believe that there are lizard Jews from other dimensions controlling it all, um, and that you should eat raw chicken to open your third eye or whatever Mm. and they're crazy but you know some of the stories aren't crazy so where does the crazy end where does it begin and where does it begin i don't know 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line you can take control what would you have said to lauren hour number two's next it's free talk live a science fiction comic adventure from big head press quantum vibe it's year 25 23 there are colonies on venus mars and mercury people travel in bubbles fly at hyperspeed with brain implants and artificial gravity a scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty quantum vibe there's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features and corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. 855-450-FREE. Coming up, China cracking down on petitioners. We'll tell you more about that. 855-450-3733. Plus, Mark, you've got other Afghanistan news that is uh, fresh, hot off the presses. We'll uh, get to that here in a bit. 855-450-FREE is the number. We're also going to go right into your calls. Let's talk to Pat listening in Norfolk. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, uh, good evening to you all. Uh, I got a question. Um, if that guy was having problems uh, with the old uh, eating raw chicken, I think I'd be seeing a chicken doctor. You see a chicken doctor? Know, okay. I'm known as a psychiatrist. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about that, uh, that uh, I think it's Fire Hour Energy Drink Rush or something. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard about it on the news, or on the, uh, the TV. Yeah, uh, there's, this, the uh, there's this little drink that uh, you, you drink, and I guess it's got caffeine and all kinds of other stimulants in it. Julia? What is it? You're the stimulant specialist, Five Hour Energy. It doesn't have caffeine in it. Oh, yes, it does. It does? Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's the main ingredient. Caffeine. It's got man. You name it. It's got it in there. No, wait a minute. Was it's I'm got sorry. like a ridiculous like twenty thousand times your daily recommended vitamin B. Pat, watch out for the phone, dose. man. You're breathing right into it. We can't. We can't have that. 
Hey, uh, so wait, what was the product called? Five Hour Energy. Uh, Five Hour Energy, I believe that's what it is. Okay. I was reading it in the USA uh, paper. And what what is it that you had to say about it? Have you tried it or are you just reading about it? No, it, it's uh, knocking off a lot of people. It's knocked off like 13 people now. And really? I just wonder if they're going to take it off the shelf or just leave it on the market and kill more people. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, according to their website here, it says that it contains about as much caffeine as a cup of premium coffee, which I likely believe is Starbucks, which has extra ca- caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the extra strength shot has a much uh, has about as much caffeine as a of 12 ounces of coffee. I would assume the same coffee that they're talking about there. And these are relatively small bottles, right? So, I mean, what are we looking at here? Maybe, in, uh, what, a couple yeah, ounces? I don't, I don't know. Report tells you. Sorry about that. <laughs> they're, they're probably mixing a bunch of uh, other stuff with it, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they are. Pat, thanks for bringing that to our attention, man. I appreciate your call tonight. In fact, I've got a story here from The Examiner, uh, and this is uh, published a couple days ago. Actually, published yesterday. Uh, ABC News reported that five-hour energy drinks have been linked in 13 deaths and 33 hospitalizations in the last four years. Now, just because it's been linked doesn't necessarily mean that it was the cause. Somebody died after drinking this stuff? Yeah. The ener- Likely, I would die after drinking it because I would probably drive my car into something like this. <laughs> insane. Have you, you, neither one of you have never had one of these? No. I, I could not drink one of these. No what? reason to it. Oh, I, yeah. my gosh. They're I'm not, not a user. I, I'm not uh, an addict like you are. So I actually had one of these when we went, we went to a rave for Halloween like years ago, three okay. years ago, the one that was actually in New Hampshire. Yeah. And I had one of these on the way. And it's not that effective. It says, you know, like Red Bull doesn't keep you up all night. It's not that strong. It's not like amphetamine or mm-hmm. anything like that. And this was similar. Supposedly, it doesn't have jitters. That's what their claim is, is mm. that it doesn't give you the jitters that caffeine does. And I'm not sure I really noticed that much of a difference. Yeah, but the 20,000 times your vitamin B apparently like uh, counteracts, counteracts that. It. I don't know. Uh, but I never Taurine, really thought that glucose words I can't well, pronounce. Those here. are all the same. That's all the same crap as in energy drinks. I, I, again, I don't drink those either. I do. Well, they just dose it down into a two ounce bottle, right? So it I mean, it's basically an, it's a shot. Yeah, it's a, it's a, right. It's an energy shot. It's, that's how it's marketed. But you're saying it's not really any different from a cup of coffee. Well, that's what they say. Right. I mean, it's. Well, they, I it has as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. It has a lot of other stimulants in it that uh, aren't. Just caffeine. But uh, not know, serious stimulants. Like, to me, when you say a lot of other stimulants, uh, like, I, when I think of dangerous stimulants, I'm thinking oh, well, of um, things like amphetamines I'm, and things. Like, to me, I'm like, taurine and things like that, that's just, like, those natural stimulants that don't really do anything, right? <laughs> you drink Red Bull. To me, if I drank Red Bull, it, it, it would be a terrible, terrible day if I drank a can of Red Bull. Really? So, yeah, absolutely. I drink. Why? That, I'm happy to drink one in the same room as you. You can't leave the room for six hours. Okay, great. I'm excited to see this. <laughs> what happens? I don't understand. He becomes more irritable. Yeah, meaner. moody. Yeah, mean. just mean. Jeez. I say mean things. You're more likely to like pound on something. I grind my teeth. Yell. I grind your teeth. My yes, goodness. Absolutely. Now I don't. See, I don't have a whole lot of experience with caffeine or, or an addiction to caffeine. I remember when I was a kid uh, or when I was a teenager, you know, my friends and I would go to Waffle House at like 1 a.m. And, and, you know, drink coffee and eat hash browns. But I never really noticed anything about it uh, except that it you know, 
it makes my urine smell bad. I mean, that was really what? the only thing. That's really the only notice. That's the waffles thing I noticed about it. No, no, it's any old time. If I didn't have a cup of coffee, just horrible. Um, but God. besides that, thanks. You know, I can drink. Uh, look that up on the internet. It's got to be the only one. I had the. Uh, there was that energy drink that they had at uh, the the talk radio convention that we went to in Los Angeles a few weeks ago, Mark. Because I couldn't find a bottle of water, right? And I needed something to drink. So all right, I'll have this energy drink. And I drank that thing, and I mean, I didn't pound it down, but I didn't really notice anything. I, I mean, do you notice it? Like when you when you drink a, a no. caffeinated beverage, no. is it something that you you because Mark notice. notices it? <laughs> yeah, I, I I could have a cup of Starbucks decaf and go buzz bananas. But but so you're saying you don't notice it, but then again, you're addicted, so you're, I you're am used addicted. to it, right? Uh, what I notice is that it eliminates it's it eliminates my addiction. Basically, it. It uh, cures those temporary symptoms, which would be a headache and a a unusual lethargic attitude. So it's not that. Does it, it actually wake you up? No, it's not that it actually wakes you up. It's that it eliminates that le- uh, lethargy that would be there as a result of not having the caffeine. So when if in the first, I so have, you're using it to self medicate the side effects of being addicted, right? So I have quit. You guys both know I've been addicted to Red Bull. For years, five years, yeah. and Quitting I have gone. You quit so often; it's annoying. I'm sorry. I wa- <laughs> I don't want to drink it every day because it is expensive. Yes, you do. But it's so good. I just it. love it so much. It's not good. Oh, it's so delicious. But anyway, that doesn't matter. So when you quit caffeine, the headache is probably the most noticeable and most mm. talked about uh, symptoms. Uh, but there's also just sort of this fog, like brain fog, that comes over and it fades with time but it takes a few weeks for that to go away Mm. so when's the headache go away uh uh, i would say four days for me the headache is gone is it all day does the headache just last all day it's all day and i wait when i'm gonna quit caffeine i wake up and i take i make sure i'm on some sort of work vacation or something like that so i don't Uh have to really think and i take a leave or ibuprofen in the morning and i take it all through the day and it's still there in the back of my head uh, so it really, it's not that it wakes me up, it's just that it alleviates the fogginess symptoms that mm. will come if I don't take it. But it's horrible. Like it, but you like it so much that you just got to drink it, right? Well, what'll happen is I'll quit and I'll be successful and then I have a bad day or something. You know, so I'll get five hours of sleep. You relapse. I have a meeting. I've got to be alert. And then I drink the Red Bull. And at that time... But does it actually make you alert? Yeah, it it does a little bit. It's not very noticeable. But if I haven't had it in a while, it will wake me up a little bit. Oh, a little bit. A little bit. It's not really noticeable. See, I just don't understand. Like, that's what I've always... has been my observation is... I'll drink a whole cup of coffee or a whole soda and I well, don't notice anything. Well, soda doesn't have much caffeine. I, I don't notice anything. Soda, you're talking about like 40 milligrams. Yeah, that's about right. So this is a, this is what I do with soda, though. Um, you know, I mean, I... You go crazy on I can soda. Get a, I can get a regular cup... Uh, I can get a can of uh, caffeine-free Coke and I'm fine, but every once in a while... They don't make a caffeine-free Dr. Pepper, and then it's and on. Just, oh, okay, and, and, you know, then I've had it, and see the way I see it is I'm like if one. I can't stay awake normally, I'm not supposed to be awake. And so that rave you were talking about, where you took the five-hour energy, I did not have anything at all, and I just you know stayed awake all night because. But then you have to drive home, and it gets it becomes yeah. dangerous. Mm. So but at you're that saying point, it doesn't really keep you. I'll awake. take any stimulants <laughs> I can just so I can get home. 
but it's not really doing anything to you because but you're addicted. But maybe it's doing something minor. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're just spending a bunch of money that you don't have On to spend. On something I love. 855 Well, that's what, then if you love it, you should do it and do it as much as you want. 855-450-FREE. Maybe, like you've, got a, maybe you've got a caffeine story Stay that off you, the can, crack, share, you yeah. can share with us. Uh, you're welcome to do that. More about the energy drink deaths in moments. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have on the site. They include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. bbs.freetalklive.com will take you there, and that's free, just like the rest of our website. bbs.freetalklive.com. It takes about 20 years to pay off half of a 30-year fixed mortgage. During that time, you could pay off a full 20-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage, or a 10-year mortgage. And that's only half the story. Those mortgage payments that you'd be making into the future, you can pay to yourself in the form of investing or whatever it is you want to do. There's not nearly the amount of interest involved in a 10, 15, or 20-year fixed-rate mortgage as there is in a 30-year fixed-rate. There's just, And this is one of the only countries, by the way, that even has a 30-year fixed mortgage. So you can go to MortgageMinuteGuy.com, check out... All the offerings they have there, you can give them their, their telephone numbers right there on the website. You can give them a call. Um, it's mortgageminuteguy.com. And we've been doing business with them for quite some time here on Free Talk Live. And, uh, you know, they're, they're good folks. It's mortgageminuteguy.com. All right. So somebody called in a little while ago about these uh, five-hour energy drinks or shots, as you might want to call them. They're two ounces, so not a very large uh, bottle, but they do contain approximately, apparently, as much caffeine as does, uh, what was it, a heavy cup of coffee or a high caffeine? Premium, Premium? Cup of co- is the term they use, which I believe means uh, you know a company that adds extra caffeine to their coffee, a la Starbucks or oh, something like that. No they, wonder I love Starbucks. Starbucks has, uh, you know, my, my experience is they have significantly more caffeine in their coffee than coffee. You know, uh, we were talking about caffeine in general, and I can continue on the story about the the deaths allegedly coming from these uh, energy drinks. But we were talking about caffeine in general, and and how our how we all have different relationships with it. I mean, just uh, among the three people on this show, Mark, you are serious. You you respond to it in a very uh, serious manner that uh, is you know something that you don't like. It is something that changes your body chemistry very quickly. Uh, it, uh, it turns me into an a hole real yeah. quick. Um, and then Julia, you're hooked on it. You dose on a daily basis with the energy drinks. Yes. No, no. Order. With Red Bull. I do not drink any other energy that is drinks a energy, at all. I'm sorry. That's an energy yes. drink. But, uh, so you dose with Red Bull and then, and, and that, that just maintains, it doesn't really do much for you as far as, you know, giving you a buzz or giving you 
you know, keeping you awake. It makes me instantly happy. Really? Yeah, my boss likes it when I drink Red Bull. Not that I'm ever in a bad mood or anything at work, uh-huh. but when I come in with a Red Bull, he he'll make a comment like when I quit. You're just more sparkly. Yeah, he's point. like he always asks why I'm smiling if I come in with a Red Bull, and then he's like, "Oh yeah." Uh. So he should have a, a six pack of uh, Red right. Bull, I Red know. Bull I convinced him to go get one today for himself. Or yeah. For, oh, I see. For no. Well, I mean, is. anybody is welcome to send me a Red Bull or You're give me a Red Bull any time that they would like. Yes. And then I don't really feel like I have much of a response to it. I mean, maybe if I had a yeah. bunch of stuff. You didn't seem to have any response when you had that uh, energy drink. Well, um, like I said, I didn't pound it. I mean, maybe you need to take it in a short duration or something like that. But uh, no, I mean, I didn't notice it. But if I drink a half a cup of wine uh, or, you know, just a six ounces of wine, I'll notice I'm tipsy. Completely unrelated. Yeah. Now, you're talking about doses of I'm just saying, this, I noticed that. I gotcha. Yeah. This energy drink, which was about a strong cup of coffee. And so I just wanted to say something about, um, like, overdosing on caffeine. I don't know if you've ever experienced anybody doing this. Have you mm, ever I seen that? Somebody, I don't know. Well, if you have, like, 600 milligrams of caffeine And what's or a normal more, cup of coffee, 120 or something? I would say your average cup of coffee is about 80. Okay. 80 to 120 if it's strong. I'm looking now. So if you have uh, 600,000 milligrams of coffee, you will actually get very sick. And I've witnessed, and you can die. There's a lethal dose of Mm -hmm. caffeine as well. Um, But I've witnessed this before, and it was really awful. Uh, There was a girl that I worked with once, and she took a lot of caffeine pills. Oh, boy. And she was physically shaking. Like I've never Uh. seen anybody shake before. And several hours later, when she had started to come down, she vomited like I have never seen somebody vomit before. So the only reason I bring this up is because you were talking about the uh, the dosage. And I just wanted to point out that it's the dosage of these particular energy shots are average caffeine doses and not anywhere near lethal doses or dangerous Well, it doses. wouldn't be hard to get to that point with these things. I mean, the uh, five-hour five? energy drinks. You have to drink six of them. Are t- according to the ABC News piece here, the five-hour energy drink specifically comes in two-ounce packages and packs a powerful caffeine punch equal to two cups of coffee. Uh, so one of the five-hour energies is ostensibly as much as two cups of coffee. So it wouldn't be hard to you know continually pound uh, these five-hour energy drinks and probably get to the point of a seriously you know dangerous, uh, life-threatening. Or health-threatening situation. But according to the story here, and this was published a few days ago, there is an investigation going on now regarding the company Living Essentials, Michigan-based, to see if there's uh, something that, you know, they. the suggestions are that 13 people have died as a result of using uh, this product, 33 hospitalizations over the past four years. Dr. Sean Patrick Nord, the USC director of the section of toxicology, told ABC News, quote, if someone is to use multiple cans, now is when we start to see some of the side effects. You're getting astronomical amounts, 30 to 40 cups of coffee, he says. The recent FDA filings mark the second time in a month the administration has confirmed it is investigating claims that the energy drinks are causing fatal reactions. In October, Monster Energy, another popular drink that contains even more caffeine, was allegedly, although they're much larger cans, uh, was allegedly linked to five deaths. The manufacturers point out that these are just claims and that there's no proven link between the drinks and the deaths. In a statement overnight, Five Hour Energy says the product is intended for busy adults. The company says it's Compact product contains about as much caffeine as a cup of the leading premium coffee. 
during an interview in uh, September, Manoj Barkava, the founder and CEO of Five Hour Energy, told ABC News that when used as directed, the caffeine in his product doesn't do any harm. And, you know, that's probably true well, if you're using it as directed. But if you're taking shot after shot after shot, that could be problematic, right? But that is your own fault, right? Because I'm yes. pretty sure that most people know that you should only drink one of these. I've never known anyone who's had more than two in a day. People kill themselves by drinking too much water. Right. Um, people kill yep. themselves by drinking too much alcohol. Uh, I'd be very interested in how many people have killed themselves in the last year due to alcohol poisoning. It's just not the kind of thing you Probably hear. more than caffeine. Yeah, probably more than uh, these. all these products put together. And, uh, you know, I mean... I get that there's a danger to these products. I really do. I don't think that uh, it's. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't take one of them at all. Um, but it, you know, that's that's that. That these are you know people need to know, and that's about it. Most experts say the fatal dose of caffeine for an adult would be almost impossible to drink. About fifty to sixty times what's contained in an energy drink. But critics worry about children with underlying heart problems drinking them and are warning that energy drinks may be None of us can have an energy drink because some child with a heart problem might get a hold of this. (laughs) Well, they're warning that energy drinks may be more hazardous than coffee because of the temperature, meaning that they're easier to consume. Slug them. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And kids do enjoy caffeinated uh, beverages. That much is uh, true. So some are proposing... That caffeine be regulated by limiting the amount per drink. Free Talk Live. Your thoughts? Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. It is brought to you by SACL CAI, and it's 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. You may also comment on our Facebook and or Twitter profiles. Uh, you can reach those by going to news.freetalklive.com. That's where you can actually sign up for our email updates and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links are all there for you, all in one place. Make it easy. News.freetalklive.com. And, of course, you can join us online and do a bunch of different things on our website. It's it's cool and it's free, so enjoy that. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime? you got to get together with other people that think like you do, and that's what the Free State Project is all about. There are over 1,100 people who are already in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 13,000 people have signed on to make the move to New Hampshire, so there are a lot of people still waiting to uh, to make that move. And it's a, it's an exciting process. I mean, the more people that move here, the more interesting things happen, the, the more exciting uh, activism there is out there. And activism can mean anything. It can mean anything that's beyond your normal scope of, you know, what you would do in your regular life. 
something to uh, to change the world around you, something to attempt to influence things for a more, much more free manner. That's what we're working on up here. So maybe it's running for political office, as a number of people did in this last election, and a number of them won, by the way. More Free State Project participants have won political offices in New Hampshire in the last five or six years than the Libertarian parties ever had win uh, you know, political offices in the last 40 years. So, I mean, it, it's a proven concept. This is working. Uh, from a political perspective, it's working from a media creation perspective. We've got all kinds of different radio shows and TV shows, even a newspaper uh, being created up here. There's, uh, you know, there, there's street theater, uh, lots of outreach projects. I was just in court today uh, to support Daryl Perry, who's uh, actually on the show with us on Friday nights. And, uh, you know, we were in court. He was there for a hearing. And because I was there, I had my uh, I had my don't take a plea deal flyers with me. And Pete Ayer was there because he's back now in New Hampshire. Uh, He was on the road for a little while, but now he's back. And Pete was there. And, of course, he had some cop block flyers with him. And we were handing out flyers to all the innocent victims that were in the courthouse because the courthouse was packed full of innocent victims. There were 19 cases on the docket uh, in four different courtrooms. And of those 19 cases, only one had a victim. The rest of them were drug alcohol or driving related cases so people were very receptive to the flyers and uh, started conversations with us and it was a great great outreach uh, opportunity these things are possible and so much more when people who love liberty get together go to freestateproject.org to learn more get signed up if you love the ideas of freedom that is if you like the state and like to oppress folks then you could just stay right where you are and if you're in new hampshire and you love to oppress people you should probably leave because more uh, people who love liberty are going to be coming here and it's just going to get more and more difficult to do the oppression thing over time so freestateproject.org we're talking about caffeine and the allegation that certain energy drinks uh, like the five-hour energy drink according to some they believe they've led to people dying. Now, Mark, you're suggesting this could be some kind of heart condition that uh, folks are having could activated be, right? by the caffeine. And you said that for you, it was just a one day. You said this off well, the air. I, I basically had, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, at one point, I used to drink all kinds of Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. at least get two a day mm. uh, when I was an account executive working for a radio station group down in Sarasota, Florida, yep. driving around in my little sports car convertible and doing my thing um you know i mean it's just it was just that kind of thing you know wearing the ties and the starch shirts and drinking the coffee and being that that kind of guy and you know i i went on to work for another company doing sales there the boss uh you know asked me if i would invest in his company by uh you know lending him some credit for some stuff and the basically the company went under in side of like a month after that and i was out i was you know in the hole for a great deal of uh, money in this golf business mm-hmm. and you know i didn't know what i was i was scared i was in debt and i'd never been in debt like this before and i didn't have anything to show for it and so i didn't know what to do and uh, you know i was I basically had a nervous breakdown and the caffeine was involved in that some way somehow it became sort of collapsed hmm. and attached and i i really couldn't ha- can't handle caffeine since then i had a similar experience with marijuana years ago i quit smoking marijuana cuz mm-hmm. i just had some personal things going on that were bad and i had i don't know if it was a nervous breakdown but um something like that event. yes exactly <laughs> and i i could not smoke it anymore it just wow. and it's to this day it, i don't like it at all so just these chemicals became associated with negative uh responses or negative 
times, yep. mm-hmm. and it kind of brings that back, is what you're saying. To yeah, that's pretty much pretty much uh, what I'd say. Your thoughts, uh, observations, experiences, certainly welcome. I'd ask the question on uh, Facebook and Twitter, how did you break your caffeine addiction? Because Julia was talking about how she is hooked. I mean, she drinks it every single day. She's tried to stop. She drinks a Red Bull, at least one, every single I day. I typically drink one a day. I In the morning? I, yep, uh-huh. in the morning. And I try not to go over that. And usually I'm successful. And that's what, like a buck and a half, two bucks a, a pop? Well, if you buy them in the store, they are like two twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Usually sometimes they're on sale. If However, you... the lovely market basket has 12 packs for sixteen ninety nine, which is the cheapest I've ever seen them mm-hmm. anywhere. So say a buck fifty a piece yes. in bulk. Uh, you know, so you're looking at 500 bucks a year uh, if you're da- if you're drinking them every single day. It's not the biggest addiction. It's not the most expensive uh, addiction. And and you know what? You know, if you really love it, then then do it. But you do keep trying to quit. I do. So there must be some reason why. Um, I just think it's a waste of money. And I'm well. I don't think that drinking a Red Bull every day is going to do any serious damage. I try to eat and drink things that contain nutrients and like typically I only drink water. I don't drink soda or anything like that. So this is my one sort of vice. And I just try, I don't really like to drink things that are just chemicals and ingredients I don't recognize. It's just not what I do. And so this is the one thing that's kind of lingered. And so I would love to not be dependent on it. Plus there's that. When I went to, uh, I went on vacation and when I woke up, because here I have a routine, I already have the Red Bulls in the fridge. I went on vacation, I woke up at someone else's house, I have no car, and I immediately am like, Red Bull, where can I, I need the Red Bull, right? Mm. It's like any kind of addiction, like a yeah. heroin junkie, it's the first thing that you think about when you Scraping get up. Scraping together and your change. I, it's all I think about until I get it. And like it's, it's funny how psychological it is, because the first sip, even when I have it in my hand, I'm immediately yeah. like, satisfied. Happier. Yeah. Wow. So that aspect kind of bothers me, even though the addiction itself doesn't really take that big of a toll. I don't like that I really need this drink. I don't need to it function, to be happy, be but I, yeah, I need it to be whole currently. And I know I don't mm. really need it, but I want this drink and I feel that it is necessary for my day going well. But most Americans operate with this way with coffee. I mean, yes. right. it's available and uh, it's it's readily available and people are like, I just can't get going without my coffee. And mm-hmm. frankly, I'm the same way with decaf. Yes, I have. I, I'm allergic now, to caffeine. Now, there's a small amount of caffeine in decaf, isn't bit, there? A little bit. So like what, 10 milligrams or something you, like that, I think. Depends on, it but depends since on the brand. You, since you are so sensitive to caffeine now, is it possible that you are addicted to caffeine just a very small dose? I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly want my You decaf. have to have decaf every day? I don't have to. What happens if you don't? Uh, you know, I'm like, ugh, I'm not going to get coffee. But All you right. don't get a headache? No. Okay. No. Must not be the same. Not quite the same. I just want warm, brown, coffee-tasting water. I see. And, you know, people make fun of decaf drinkers, but, you know, the fact is, no. is I, I drink decaf and, you know, life's pretty good. I wish that there was a decaf or at least a half and half Red Bull for mm. us addicts out there so that I so could... you think you wean yourself off? Because, because I can't drink half a can. That's the problem. People are like, just drink... Because it's expensive, so I'm not going to pour <laughs> half of it down the drain.
Let's, uh, well, you know what? We didn't really get very good advice on Facebook here. Let me share with, uh, with you what the Facebookers are saying. Scott Holsapple says to my question of how did you break your caffeine addiction? My God, why would you want to? <laughs> Dalton Adair says, I once stopped caffeine for a few months by weaning down to black teas, then stopping altogether. But then I remembered how much I like coffee. So I started again. Jeremy Nussel says, I'm not an addict. I could quit any time, but I won't. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Abby Gonzalez says, Ulcer will stop a caffeine habit cold. (laughs) It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. You can join us on our website. I'm chuckling about the responses on Twitter and Facebook here to the question of... uh, how did you break your caffeine addiction? Anyway, 855-450-FREE. We'll share more of those in a moment. You can, of course, bring up anything that you want. Maybe you want to tell us your story, whether it's about uh, caffeine or something we were talking about earlier. What would you say to Lauren, our caller who called in uh, previously, who, well, let's just say he's bordering on the line of insanity or maybe has crossed the line. He was claiming uh, to uh, eat raw chicken so that he could communicate with the gods in the other dimensions. Yeah, the interdimensional. And, yeah. Uh, so 855-450-FREE, you really can bring up anything that you want, and also you can join us on our website where you can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is we take in your 5 bucks a month, we invest it into the show, and get on more stations and bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. Get the details, get signed up, amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Bill. He's in Indy listening to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I want to throw out a couple of things that are probably crazy. You can go ahead and laugh at them, but I just... It just popped into my mind. Wouldn't it be interesting? Like, on, like it's going to be hard for you to appear any more crazy than uh, Lauren, who called earlier tonight. Go ahead. Okay. Well, wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be great? Something like you know, it, I don't know if I always agree with the free market because they they say the free market, the companies listen to the consumers and always produce what they want. But I don't think so. I think the companies produce what they want to do. But anyway, mm, but, the, the, hold on. Before you go on, it's not true that they always produce what the consumers want. There have to be mistakes made in order for people to figure out what consumers want. But overall, in the scheme of things, the market does a very good job at bringing people the things that they want. Certainly better than the government does. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to send a message to Red Bull. And I'm going to throw it out there as a, as a stupid idea. But that's okay. Just just popped in my mind. Wouldn't it be nice if they had like three grades like they do with gasoline? You could have a <laughs> mild um, caffeinated level in there. Medium and then the high octane. If you really want to get you know, well, stimulated. they do have um, three different, four different sizes now. They didn't used to, hmm. but now they have four different sizes. 
And sometimes I do go for the larger size. How many of the stores carry multiple sizes, though? Uh, pretty much every gas station carries all four sizes. Hmm. Okay. But I want one that's less than the smallest one sometimes. Gotcha. Okay. Now how about, how about, here's another idea, because this is how we always handled our family. We know a lot of people in our family like more salt and other people like more sugar or whatever. We always cooked non-salt, non-sugar, and then we had a pound of sugar and a pound of salt in the middle of the table, and you add your own taste. How about if all soft drinks came, came with no caffeine, and then somehow they had a bottle of uh, caffeine pills there? Like a the caffeine shelf. shaker. Just shake yeah. your caffeine in there. Like yeah. you, I, I've actually, they had they have that for MSG, by the way, uh, that you can actually get a salt shaker full of MSG and just shake that on uh, anything that doesn't taste good. <laughs> Yeah, you, you could you could put pop one pill, ten pills if you want on OD on it. I guess you could OD on caffeine if you wanted to. I don't know how that caffeine works because I don't drink it much. You but. can OD on uh, caffeine. A lethal dose is hard to accomplish, but you can get very sick. Okay. I mean, I'm not hoping anybody does that or anything, but I'm just saying, hey, if you want to pop, put two pills in your in your drink or whatever, then you can totally control your level. It, it, I don't know, just an idea. I just thought I'd throw it out. Yeah, it's too much work, though. Most people aren't willing <laughs> oh, to do that. Yeah, people are too lazy. Hey, yep. thanks, guys. Hey, Have thanks, Bill, for the call. Appreciate it. You know, I've actually looked into that, what he's talking about, and they do sell caffeine um, like he's talking about in G- at, uh, like nutrition stores like mm-hmm. GNC. And I've thought about doing that. In like, pill form? Or um, just like powder? I I can't remember if it was already powder in the pills or if I mm-hmm. was going to pill them up myself. I see. Um, or put them in a drink or something like that. But I had, I had considered that idea and looked into it, and you apparently can do it. But, but I it can't. wouldn't have the same taste as the Red Bull. It wouldn't, and it, and it, but it would be a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. Hmm. But Your thoughts are welcome. I like the Red Bull, yeah, I it's guess. the taste. Eight five five four fifty. You know, every drug out there, you have your method that you like to take it. Yep. You know, with heroin, mm-hmm. some people like to snort it. Brand to sh- some cigarettes. people like to smoke it. Some people like to shoot it. I I like to drink my Red Bull. What do you like to do with heroin? I choose not to do anything with heroin. Okay, that's a good thing. That's probably a lot yes. more dangerous. And caffeine uh, it is, is a, definitely a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Ca- not probably. Caffeine is incredibly popular drug. I mean, this is a a topic that I think a lot of people can relate to because a lot of America is hooked on caffeine. I would say that the wor- a lot of the world is hooked on caffeine. Probably true. Will it ever be banned? Well, let's talk about the the upsides. Okay. Okay. There's um, some upsides for the companies that manufacture the drinks. Well, okay. So there was a time in human history, at least in Western civilization, when it was really common for people to drink beer all day long because mm. you basically had to do something with the bad water in order to uh, you know, be okay. So people would drink beer, light beer, you know, sort of a watered down beer or some kind of uh, cider or something like that all right. day long. They were half drunk all day and, mm. and, 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 and into the night full drunk. <laughs> and imagine the difference when people started drinking coffee instead of, or tea instead of beer. I You're mean, saying there's more productivity because of this? Absolutely. Productivity shot up in the Western world when caffeinated beverages became the norm. The places where caffeinated Correlation beverages- is not causation. Yeah, it's not, but I believe it. Hmm. Now, what's this thing about them drinking a beer all day? You had to do something with old water? Why don't you just pour it in the ground and let it rain? I don't understand. Why would they? That became a habit to. What, you, what you kind know, of old water? Like, what kind of. Like bad the bath water. water? Bad water. 
Not old. What does water, that mean? Bad, bad water. water. Look, man, water isn't just because it's rolling down the stream doesn't make it good. Ever heard of beaver <laughs> fever? I mean, <laughs> you know, you you need to do stuff to water to make it yeah. good, and that's what they would do. They would brew it and that kind of thing. And if you're brewing it, you might as well make it good tasting. So and- that makes water from bad to good. To turn it into alcohol. Okay, so some people just don't want to drink water. I know yeah. you drink water all the time, but it makes me crazy to think, oh, all I get to drink is water. And when you eliminate the things that were created in the last uh, hundred years or 150 years, you eliminate a lot of beverages. Mm. You're left to milk, which is for babies, yeah. uh, or you know, uh, coffee, tea, beer, maybe some juice. Some of the juices. Mm. Can you imagine some? Uh, you know, somebody. Some colonial type person squeezing juices. Yeah. Apple juice. Wouldn't happen maybe. very often. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if they are going to squeeze apple juice, you might as well sit it up, let it sit up and turn into beer, right? <laughs> T- turn into cider. So, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that uh, there's a quote from an Englishman visiting the United States prior to Prohibition saying these people drink morning, noon and night. They drink to celebrate. They drink to mourn. They drink and drink and drink. Mm-hmm. An English person, which are some of the most drinkingest people on the planet right now, was complaining about Americans and the way they drink. So we must have been some drinking fools prior to Mm. Prohibition. (laughs) So, okay, that was one good thing. That's it. Okay. 855-450-FREE. Caffeine is a relatively mild addiction. Yeah. Yeah, Most people in America operate with some level of caffeine addiction throughout their lives, and it's okay. I I think it's much ado about nothing, frankly. I mean, so what? So you're addicted to caffeine. Go get yourself a cup of coffee. You'll feel better. How did you break your caffeine addiction? Uh, Twitter answers. Yara Bear says meth. <laughs> David- well, there is um, some truth to that. I used to enjoy taking small doses of Adderall when I was quitting caffeine, because mm-hmm. which is amphetamine, by the way. It's yep. legal amphetamine, basically. Um, and it works really well if you take some uh, headache medicine. But did you get to quit that? <laughs> Yeah, but not if you don't really start it. You know, you're not going to develop an, an addiction if you're taking small doses for like a week. But sure. then a few weeks later, you're you don't really tired. Keep taking it. But then a few weeks later, you're really tired, and you just have to have a. Break. Now I've successfully quit for like six months at a time. Six months. Yes, that's pretty good. But recently, it hasn't been so good. So uh, David Blizzard says people do that intentionally. Quit and quit caffeine. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Your thoughts are certainly welcome. More comments from Facebook. Uh, Drink more beer, says Trevor Willis. Uh, Todd Hebert says, I didn't. I relish in it. (laughs) And then finally, uh, Sarah Woodbury says she replaced it with LaCroix sparkling water. By the way, that's Todd A. Bear. Huh? Todd A. Bear. Okay. Whenever you see somebody named Hebert. Oh. Yeah. The H is silent. Get your French right, Mr. Person with a French last name. (laughs) Ebel. Right. Gotcha. By the way, I went to high school with him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there are quite a few um, like seltzer, fruit flavored seltzer drinks that yeah. don't have any sugar or anything like that. That are pretty helpful for getting rid of like our um, for uh, the Red Bull addiction because Why? well, they're in a can, and I don't like I don't drink soda. So, so when I quit now. I usually will get these because it has sort of the same mental effect where I'm really? opening up a can, and it, but it doesn't really have anything bad in it. So kind of yeah. like how cig- cigarette smokers, when they're quitting, some of them will have something that they can have in their hand. Right. Like, you know, a, a nut or you know, a bag of nuts or something right. like that where they can just, you know, use, use that hand-to-mouth action. Well, a huge part of the addiction is drinking something in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's something to do in the morning. 
855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, petitioning in China. Pretty dangerous activity. Plus, Mark's got something about Afghanistan. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The Empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimesPree.com. This is Free Talk Live, and even though it's... Monday at the moment when we're recording this, Twitter Tuesday begins on late Monday night because, well, that's just the way we do it. So uh, Twitter Tuesday is happening now, and anyone that tweets at Free Talk Live, meaning you tweet something and then put the at symbol and Free Talk Live all run together as, a, as one word, you tweet at Free Talk Live, then we will follow you in return. So Free Talk Live's profile on Twitter will become one of your followers if you tweet something at Free Talk Live throughout today being, well, tonight and tomorrow being Tuesday, so Twitter Tuesday. Uh, all right, 855-450-FREE with you in the studio here. It's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Okay, so you can bring up anything that you want, but in the news, we've got a story, or I have a story out of China, and we've been talking about various different topics uh, from the U.S., and a lot of them, you know, we, we've covered these uh, petition. excuse me, we've covered the marijuana, uh, I guess, what do you call them, the ballot initiatives in Colorado and Washington uh, yeah, those which are very successful. Right. And in order to get a ballot initiative on, you have to petition people. You have to get a bunch of signatures. In a lot of cases, you have to get hundreds of thousands of signatures, depending on where you live and what the rules are of uh, the various different state governments. So it's not an easy process uh, because typically volunteers, well, they're not so great at getting ballot signatures but businesses have popped up around this whole getting professional petition people yes the, you can, the, you the can bad hire part them. is is that the the uh the politicians uh the bureaucrats out there they won't let you um do the petitioning over like it all has to be done in a certain period of time too right yes so if you want to get say petitioning petitions for the libertarian party to be on the ballot in new hampshire you've got to do your balloting your your petitioning sometime between i don't know when it is the first of the year and uh whatever and, and it june. is june yeah you can't just start now so, so if they could actually do petitioning at other times of the year that was profitable then they would you know that you could actually have businesses that would get these petitions going so it's a you know it's a challenge to get out there and, and get petitions because you have to be outgoing. You know you don't you can't just stand on the street corner holding a clipboard and expect people to come up and ask you what's going on. Uh, you have to reach out to folks. You have to inquire with them. You have to pitch them mm-hmm. on the idea of signing your petition. So it's a sales job. I mean you're not 
asking them for money. You're just asking them for a moment of their time. Which is valuable. And yeah, so it's a sales job. And that's why volunteers, they just generally can't hack it. They don't have uh, the experience. They don't have the sales uh, experience. It's the also the emotional fortitude because it's not easy to do. You're to be get, rejected, to get rejected. You're, you you're going to get some rejection and rejection is yeah, not will. fun to deal with. No one's looking for that. And if you don't have any good reason or any training for it, then, you know, why do it? I'm not looking for rejection and I do sales. Um, so, you know, why, why would somebody necessarily do it? You'd have to be a true believer or paid. So I bring this up only by comparison because – it's a lot harder in China. According to the Associated Press, during her 30-hour train journey to Beijing, Wang Zulan ducked into bathrooms whenever the conductors checked IDs. Later, as she lay low in the outskirts of the capital, unidentified men caught her in a nighttime raid and hauled her to a police station. She assumed a fake identity to get away and is now in hiding again. Wang's not a criminal. She's a petitioner. She's among many people attempting to bring local complaints directly to the central government in an age-old Chinese tradition that has continued during the Communist Party era. But police never make that easy, and this week, as an all-important leadership... They don't want complaints. Yep. As an all-important leadership transition begins, a dragnet is aimed at keeping anyone perceived as a threat or troublemaker out of Beijing. Wang, who's 50, said that uh, there's no law in China, especially for us petitioners and ordinary folk... Even common gangsters and hoodlums get to leave after they serve time for crimes. But for us, if we get locked up, we never know when we might be freed. Authorities want no surprises as the handover of power begins in the capital on Thursday. Uh, the transition, this was a couple weeks ago. The transition already. The new president? I guess. Okay. The transition already has been rocked by the party's messiest scandal in decades involving a former high flying politician now accused of engaging in graft and obstructing the investigation into his wife's murder of a British businessman. Rights groups say the wide ranging crackdown on critics bodes poorly for those who hope the incoming generation of leaders will loosen restrictions on activism. Renee Zia, international director of the Chinese Human Rights Defender, says China's top political leaders are very nervous as they have since early this year been consumed by one of the most destabilizing and disharmonious power struggles in decades. The group estimates that yeah, hundreds... they're not going to be making any big changes in that circumstance. They estimate that hundreds or thousands of people have come under some kind of restriction in preparation for the party congress. Lawyers have been held under illegal house arrest. Dissidents sent back to their hometowns and activists questioned. Internet users report difficulties accessing many websites and the failure of software meant to bypass internet filters. Veteran activist Huang Qi, who runs a website on petitioners like Wang, said nearly a thousand people have contacted him over the past few weeks to complain that authorities have hired thugs to harass and beat them. So can you imagine if you're trying to just change how things are in your country or your government or the government that claims to be yours, that uh, you know, they'll beat you just for trying to you know, change people's hearts and minds, for trying to reach out to folks? You know, I wonder... I wonder how much different it is um, in other areas. I mean, you know, if, if protests, there's protests going on in Europe right now, and you can believe people are getting beaten there. How much, I mean, you know, the, the, so they write this story and they portray it in a certain way, but it's difficult to know exactly how much the, you know, sort of lip the protesters give and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You give enough lip and you're going to get beaten, you know? 
I hope the Chinese authorities will face up to the social problems, Huang said in an interview. Using violence will only escalate the resistance. The crackdown reflects the leadership's nervousness as slowing economic growth exacerbates public outrage over corruption, social injustice, pollution, and favoritism towards state-run agencies and the elite at the expense of normal people. Under normal circumstances, petitioners are relatively safe once they reach Beijing's outskirts, though in their home provinces they are almost perpetually on the run from hostile local officials or thugs for hire who want to nab them before they can get an audience with central government agencies. So it's kind of interesting that the lower-level bureaucrats are basically running interference in an attempt to stop whatever higher-level government bureaucrats there are from you know, letting out some kind of edict against them in Weird. response to a petition. Now, however, even the capital's fringes are off-limits. Wang, a petite woman, a woman with shoulder-length hair neatly tied back, has been trying for two decades to draw central government attention to what she says was police mishandling of a serious assault she sh- uh, suffered in her native Harbin. Two now, decades ago? Yes. She's trying to get justice for a two-decade-old... Oh, my. So are all the people with the 9-11 truth, right? I mean, there's uh, people... It's a decade. That, yeah. Not only did her attacker go unpunished, but Wang ended up getting dismissed from her job years later. She arrived in late October. Probably because she was busy running around getting petitions instead of working. (laughs) (laughs) She said that uh, apparently she was uh, arrived in late October in Lu Village in Beijing's southwest, where petitioners have sought refuge for years. A police post guards the road into the village, and residents say officers have lately blocked petitioners from entering. Wang had rented a if bed. They, if they don't want petitioners to go into the village, why don't they go in the village and get the petitioners? Well, a wooden, she rented a bed there, a wooden plank on bricks, and a tiny concrete room shared with two others. A gang of two dozen men barged in one night at 11 o'clock, demanded to see her ID, searched her belongings, and grabbed her cell phone. I was scared to death, she said, when they suddenly barged in here, pointing at the door where the lock had just been replaced. The men refused to identify themselves and bundled her into a minivan. So apparently they did go and get her. Kidnappers. Uh, They bundled her into a minivan with other petitioners. At another stop, she saw a couple dragged into the vans in their pajamas, the woman wearing only one shoe. All were taken to a police station in nearby, oh boy. Zhujing Zhuang Village, where many petitioners say police process them for return to their hometowns. Using someone else's identity, Wang was able to evade the police suspicion and was released. Many of the others were sent back, she says. The raids are having an effect. The compound that houses her room and others now has only a handful of residents, down from about 30. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's good to appreciate the good things that we do have and things are better in a lot of ways here uh in the u.s 855-453 but of course when you say things the government doesn't like like bradley manning they lock you into a cage and you're lucky to see the light of day ever again more coming up here you can take control of the airwaves bring up what you want free talk live the successes are piling up and proving the free state project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea when you're planning your move to new hampshire consider keen Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves with you tonight. It's in... And Julia. And Mark. And we invite you over to the website where you can actually control the content of the site as well. So you get to call in on the show if you want and talk about what you want on the air. And also on the website, if you find something online that you want to share with our other listeners and the host of the show, you can submit it as show prep. So you find the link, submit it uh, as show prep. It then appears on the upcoming stories page at freetalklive.com where it awaits votes. And if it gets enough votes, it will make it to the front page of the site. And it doesn't take that many votes to make it to the front page. So go to freetalklive.com and add... I posted one there today. Yep, add what you want. Did it make it to the front page? I don't know. I didn't check on it. Okay. Uh, so you I'm go- confident. Okay. Well, you can go there and see for yourself anytime you want. freetalklive.com. What was your story, Mark, that you posted? I forget. <laughs> I sent it to you, too. Did you really post it? Yes. Okay. I have to go look. All right. Well, never mind. It's not that important. So uh, 855-450-FREE. Go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. It's totally free. So I was having, as a matter of fact, it was Rand Paul stands alone against uh, the Senate's preemptive war Ah. uh, uh, thing there. I've gotten it it voted up there. And, uh, you know, on this show, you've been kind of cranky with Rand Paul in the past. And I love the fact that this guy stands up one vote against 90-something. Hey, good for him. Yep. Too bad he endorsed Mitt Romney. It's always something, isn't it, man? Yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect political candidate, is there? No, certainly not. Yeah. And well, he's nowhere. Take, he, he can't even carry his dad's jockstrap. I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take uh, I think he can, and I'll take one that uh, stands against preemptive war. His dad didn't endorse Mitt Romney. That's right. His That's right. dad isn't running for office, and his dad did, did endorse several different Republicans that might not be considered so, uh, you know, principled. Mm. So, you know, I don't think anything unusual has happened there. Anyway, uh, I was talking to a friend today about uh, bitcoins, and you know his complaint was as well. Gold's backed by five thousand years of, of value, and this kind of thing, and that kind of thing. Complaining that vol- the gold can be used as a, uh, you know, it's it can be used in computer component parts, it can be used as jewelry, and these kind of things. And you know, I pointed out to them that Bitcoin is a value-backed currency. This is where it all started. I said Bitcoin is a value-backed currency. He's like, no, it's not. Gold's value-backed. Well, gold's not val- backed by anything. It's it's backed by people wanting it. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin, the the sheer fact that people want Bitcoin is what makes it valuable. But it also is, besides being a currency. It is a monetary transfer system. Mm. It is not just the unit of currency, right. but it is the system of exchange. So PayPal, for instance, is a monetary transfer system, but it is not a currency. Got it. Dollars are a currency, but they are not a monetary transfer system. I can hand a dollar to Julia, but I can't shove it in the little slots in the side of my laptop and have it come out in Beijing, mm-hmm. as with Bitcoins, where you can do that and it will come out in moments. So Bitcoins are a value-backed currency. For all you Austrians out there who are just hanging on to the idea that, uh, oh, it's only gold and silver that are really going to do it, look, I got it. I got plenty of precious metals. I'm for them. And I think that one should be diversified. But take in consideration that Bitcoins, this might be a really good time to get them because not only are they seem to be trending upward right now, but also at the end of the month, the the amount of uh, mining, uh, the, the amount of Bitcoins that you can mine is going to be cut in half. So supply demand it's likely that you're going to see the price go up i'm recommending i'm bullish i'm on a buy here for bitcoins go to bitcoins.freetalklive.com to learn more about bitcoins uh, i think it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com excuse me bitcoin uh, yeah maybe you should make it bitcoins maybe too I should. just somebody 
types that in. Bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right. So uh, 855-450-FREE. Now, you mentioned uh, Beijing, Mark. We were talking about China and petitioning over there. Apparently, it's something that could endanger your life. Uh, or at the very least could end up uh, having you hassled, abducted, uh, taken to the police station, harassed, threatened, uh, among other things, just because you're trying to change something about the governmental structure there. I hate that I'm interrupting you, man, but I really got to. I'm looking at our website here, and uh, there's an article about how to get through a checkpoint in under 30 seconds. Have you seen this video? Yes. My God, it's hilarious. This guy uh, brings his Bible to the checkpoint. Um, I yep. guess he's going through, whether he's an American citizen or something like that, going through the uh, U.S.-Mexico border. And uh, he, he has his Bible with him. And he says, and the guy says, are you a United States citizen? And he says, better yet, are you a Christian? And he asks the guy if he's given his soul to Jesus and you know starts preaching to him. If you've got just a few minutes, I'd yeah. like to talk to you about that. And so he, he preaches to the guy, and the, and the guy's like, I, I, I don't have time. i got to go. He's out of there. 33 seconds, I think, is the length of the entire video. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's hilarious stuff. I so, think I've seen that same dude do a couple other ones where he's... <laughs> go to freetalklive.com. Currently, it's the, it's, the, it's the second one from the top. It might be the top one. I just voted it up. Uh, voting up, actually, when it's on the front page, does not help it uh, get up to the closer to the top okay the way the system works is uh, once it makes it to the front page i believe that that's that like you can't keep pushing it up higher and higher at that point but i could be wrong uh because i didn't write the software so anyway uh back to the story about china where they're cracking down on pro excuse me not protesters but petitioners people who you know there's something wrong they think with the way things are in china and they would like the upper-level governmental uh, authority figure types to know about it. But the lower-level authority types are interfering and preventing the petitioners from getting to the higher-level folks. And so they're talking about what that's like, uh, where one lady who's 50 years old has been trying to get justice for something awful that happened to her two decades ago has been unsuccessful thus far. Uh, talking about how the police raided the place where she was sleeping with some other petitioners at 11 o'clock at night and then proceeded to take her down to the police station. She used someone else's identity to evade police suspicion and managed to get away. But the raids are having an effect. The compound that houses her room and others now has only a handful of residents, down from about 30. She says they've, uh, or another petitioner, 67-year-old Lou Sifa, says they've all been chased away, caught or scared home. She's a petitioner from the Hunan province and one of the holdouts. Liu confirmed Wang's description of the raid in October and described his own encounter with thugs breaking his lock and entering his room three times in one night back in mid-October. I asked them to show their identifications and they yelled at me saying, What right do you have to see our identification? Who do you think you are? Said Liu. They were ruthless. The authorities and police are working with people in the underworld. they just don't have guns there, huh? Well, the, maybe that's true. You mean as far as the cops didn't shoot shoot these people? Or uh, the people didn't shoot the cops. I mean, coming somebody just they, – they're calling them thugs. They're not yeah. calling them cops. I mean, who knows what who these people are? I mean, right. somebody just coming in a room here in the United States. I, I mean, I can tell you rural New Hampshire, you just start coming into houses and <laughs> busting locks in. Like, <laughs> mm, somebody going to get shot. Yeah, yeah somebody's going to get shot. I asked him to show their identifications. Or excuse, excuse me. He said a police officer would only give his surname. Wei answered the phone at a Zhuang <laughs> police yeah. station uh, and denied that authorities were raiding petitioners' villages. He says, we only act according to the law, Wei said. You believe it when a cop says that, right? That they only act according to the law. Is a cop making that claim? They say it all the time. Ridiculous. 
questions about the broader crackdown were referred to the Beijing Public Security Bureau, which did not respond to faxed questions. The crackdown has extended to lawyers such as Zhu Ziyong. He said Beijing authorities have held him under informal house arrest since mid-October, stationing four or five guards outside his apartment in Beijing around the clock. Why? We'll tell you here in moments. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, Ron Paul on secession. Guess what he thinks? (laughs) He's for it, I'm sure. You can take control. And bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And you can take control of the airwaves. That is the point of the program. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. If you would like to tune in online, you can do that over at m.freetalklive.com. We have the links to the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, the streams that we have uh, that are available to you 24-7. So anytime you want, you can always hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live for free over at m.freetalklive.com. M as in mobile. Freetalklive.com. We're talking about a crackdown on uh, dissidents in China where they're cracking down extra hard. I mean, normally it's pretty tough to be a dissident in China, apparently, but uh, over a few, couple weeks ago, there was a transition of power, I guess they're preparing for. I'm not sure when exactly that happened or if it has I, happened I understand yet. it's happened. I think I saw something on the news that they got a picture of the new Chinese president. They, you don't get a lot of news on uh, you know the presidents and that kind of thing. Well, not... In the U.S., I suppose. Maybe over in China they do. But uh, they were cracking down and literally rounding them up. I mean, these petitioners coming to try to get things changed in a, a way they think would be positive are not ever able to reach the people that they would like to petition because they are rounded up by the police and ejected uh, from the area or intimidated and or whatever, perhaps even harmed. You know, uh, who's the way. old uh, uh, Chinese uh, president? Yes, who is the Chinese president or was? Who is? Who what? Is he now the Chinese president or was? <laughs> I've got to look it up and see who it is now. But I just I just love me a good who joke. Yep. Who what when where uh, the old uh, what was it was it at the uh, Stooges wasn't the Stooges yeah was no it was the, the uh, Abbott Abbott Costello. Costello the old who what who's on first skit. All right, so uh, back to the piece here, and then we'll get back to your phone calls at eight five five four fifty free. Uh, there's a little bit more here about one of the lawyers, because they're not just cracking down on petitioners. Also, certain lawyers have been cracked down on. Zhu Zihong has had Beijing authorities holding him under informal house arrest since mid-October. So he hasn't been convicted of anything. Uh, that's why it's informal house arrest, in that he has four or five guards stationed outside his apartment in Beijing around the clock. Now, Zhu has campaigned for years against Chinese authorities' use of black jails or unofficial detention centers run by local governments to hold petitioners. The government 
has denied the existence of such facilities, but even the tightly controlled state media have reported on them. Zhu wrote in an email, quote, The illegal restriction of a citizen's personal freedom for a long period of time is criminal behavior. In an authoritarian state, this type of crime takes place everywhere. So this is a, an attorney who's you know, made it his life's mission, apparently, to expose this. You know, that, hey, they're putting these petitioners in jails that don't officially exist. You remember the story about uh, extraordinary renditions from here in the U.S. where people who were, you know, suspected terrorists were taken to mystery jails that the CIA was operating in other countries uh, without anyone's knowledge, without, you know, official sanction or knowledge or, you know, public awareness. Same thing's happening in China. People are just being disappeared. They're being, rin, rin, they're being disappeared. Yep. According to, uh, excuse me, authorities in Shanghai have also ratcheted up on uh, pressure on critics, sentencing veteran women's rights activist Mao Hengfeng to a year and a half of labor camp. Why? Well, she's been accused of disturbing social order. Disturbing the peace. Had been detained in Beijing in late September, and her husband who uh, indicated she was being put away to silence her before the party congress. Even dissidents' relatives have come under pressure. Beijing activist Hu Jia said he was warned by police to leave town and that even his parents told him that the police had told them to escort him to his hometown. My parents said to me, Hu Jia, you don't know what kind of danger you're in, but we know. He recounted in a phone interview from his parents' home in eastern Anhui province. They said, quote, Beijing is a cruel battlefield. If you stay here, you'll be the first to be sacrificed. Don't do this. Yeah, it makes you wonder who they're battling over. Because to here in the United States, we kind of think about the Communist Party in China being this one homogenous thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, is... It obviously isn't that. I mean, what what's this battleground about? Um, here, I've got a news story. I looked it up. Uh, China's new leader, Xi uh, Jinping, Ping. is uh, Jing Jinping. Jinping right. is. But so was uh, who? Now it's Ping. Jinping. Right, but it was who? No, it's Jinping. Oh, okay. It was who? It was who? That's what I'm saying. It right. was who? Now, but it's, now Ping. it's Jinping. No, it. it's oh, not Jinping. Ping. It's Jinping. Got it. It's one word. It's like taking the last part of you know Ian Freeman and just calling it. Well, man. it's man. Yeah. No, it's you. not. It's Freeman. I thought Jing was his first name. Nope. It's Xi Jinping. Xi is his Jinping. First name. Okay. Okay. He's highlighting corruption as a scourge that could bring down the Communist Party, though he hasn't offered any specific new proposals to stop it. So he's claiming that there's corruption, Mm -hmm. and one would assume that each one of these party members has some kind of influence, and this is what the battleground is all about. No, there's not corruption in the Chinese Communist Party. Those those communists are only in it for the good of the people. That's right. That's all it's about. (laughs) The, The good of the many outweigh the good of the one, right? So unless the the one is on top, in which just, case it's important. You know, I thought that was an interesting story because it kind of brings some perspective into play about just how bad oppression can be in other places. I mean, these folks just want to speak; they just want to be heard. Now, of course, you can say pretty much what you want in the United States; they just don't listen to you. You know, right. they they figured out here that you can let the the rabble. Uh, you know, say whatever it is that they want to. Go ahead, have your protest. What was it? And- Alexander Haig, I think, uh, is famous for saying, "Let them protest so long as they pay their taxes." That's what it all comes down to. Well, it's- they heavily censor the internet in China, do they not? I, well, I don't know how heavy it is, but they do censor things on the internet. Yes, I, I, I was. It was my understanding that in order to get onto an internet connection, you had to like log into a VPN or something like that. Like there were ways around it with journalists. Yeah, that there were ways, but that 
the general internet is censored. Yeah. So yes, the general internet is censored, but to what extent I don't know. You know how much is cut out sure. versus, versus. I what's think not. Gene, the Christian anarchist, called once and said that Free Talk Live was not available. I thought he said we were. Available. Really? And we no. know people He's have called, called several from, times for China. People have called from China who have claimed to have listened to the show. Hmm. Like actual Chinese people who right. called to say they were listening because they wanted to learn English. Testing a little English out. Let's go to Zach. He's in Ithaca listening to WNYY. Hey, Zach. Hey, I'm going to take out speakerphone. Okay, well, that's always a good idea. Appreciate it. What's going on, gentlemen? Well, we're doing a radio show, and there's a lady here as well. So what's on your mind tonight? Okay, the guy on the phone said, well, what's what you want to talk about? And the question that's been going through my line lately, you know, they sentenced uh, that... Uh, Penn State uh, molester guy, uh, the coach. Yeah. It was a summer camp and all that. Yep. Okay. I was thinking about it. You know, in the scheme of, like, pedophilic, like, you know, wet dreams to have your own summer camp, you know, and then on top of that, they were covering it up. And it, from the beginning, screened to me that there was some sort of organized network of pedophiles. And I, at the time that this happened, everyone kind of, that was the impression I ever, I thought everyone had. Uh, but now... You know, it's all, it's all said and done. Like, whatever became of, uh, you know, further investigation? Or was he just the one guy? Well, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what uh, you know. What what gave you the impression that there was a network of pedophiles? I mean, like the guy was doing it so openly in such an organized fashion. You know, one of the guys that caught him in the act told on him, and then became got an assistant coach job, as far as I understand. You know, and there were uh, certainly some cover-ups there. I mean, it's like oh, there's just there's just one. Where are you right now? I'm in my cab. Sorry, I'm trying to turn this thing down. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're a cop calling in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really can't say as to what happened. I mean, I do think that people cover up for well, other what folks. What your gut tell you? What's my gut tell me? Like, my gut tells me it was one guy. Really? Yes. Really? Oh, oh, man. man. Like, I, I think Zach might be like... onto something. Why? There's all kinds of summer camps out there. Do you think they're all run by uh, pedophiles? No. Okay, so there, yeah. because there's a one pedophile involved in one summer camp, you think that that means that uh, that all the people that are working at that summer camp are pedophiles? No, I didn't because say that. one person covers up for another uh, because some people cover up for another important, powerful, influential individual with a great deal of uh, public relations uh, power behind him, and there's a lot to lose. Do you think that that means that everybody at the summer camp's a pedophile? I don't think Zach said everyone was a pedophile. Did you? He said there's a network. I remember he was a pedophile that had his own summer camp. Okay. There you go. Hey, thanks, what Zach, does for that the mean? call. I appreciate Everybody who me. owns a summer camp's a pedophile? No, that's not what he's saying. He's just suggesting that maybe there was something a little bit more going on. 855 450 free. You can take control. Bring it's up what you want. Completely unstamped, substantiated. It's free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Because you still have the freedom to speak out in this country, there are all kinds of problems with the U.S., but uh, thankfully, freedom of speech is still around. Uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free number here, and you're welcome to utilize it for whatever purpose you wish. Bring up a cockamamie theory, if you would like. We certainly have heard uh, that tonight. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have on the site. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. It's about to be Black Friday. Not quite the end of the week. Uh, Black Friday, the biggest holiday shopping day. The biggest shopping day, period, uh, of the entire year. It kicks off the official kind of holiday shopping season, at least for big box retailers and other retail mom and pops and anybody that's selling stuff. Uh, and, of course, online is a, a much better way, in my opinion, to get your holiday shopping done. And you can do it and help Free Talk Live at the same time by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Then click into the appropriate Amazon for you. There's Amazon US, UK, and uh, Amazon Canada there. So click into the right Amazon, get your shopping taken care of, and forget about the lines and the hassles and, the and you know, the parking and the surly clerks and the surly customers. You forget about all that. And just get it done at shop.freetalklive.com. It's the same great Amazon experience you're used to. It's just that you're entering through our affiliate link, so Free Talk Live gets a cut of Amazon's profits. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. Our phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that handles accounts receivable. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do it for you. The owner over there, Jason Osborne, one of the owners, a uh, big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. I encourage you to, uh, well, if you've got a company, do business with SACL CAI. They're good folks over there. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Again, SACL CAI. All right. So, Mark, you had something about an FBI raid that you wanted to share tonight. Yeah, I think that the FBI gets the credit as being sort of the premier law enforcement agency in America. Um, Lots that, of TV shows made about them. Yeah, and that, uh, you know, the... The the other agencies kind of uh, uh, Keystone Cops compared to these guys. These these okay. are the top of the line law enforcers out there. Well, either a that's not true with this story, or b uh, we all make mistakes, or c uh, you know the the drug raids a disaster for uh, drug raids are a disaster for everybody. Mm. An early morning. This is from wjla.com. An early morning FBI raid has a has a District Heights family in fear. The agents came into the house, drew their guns at, at the family's daughter, but she wasn't armed. Mm. They almost hit my daughter, man, says uh, Emery Hewley. If I hadn't told her to go back to her inner room, they probably would have shot her. Jeez. Hewley says she was asleep in the basement when um, he was asleep in the basement when he heard. Why was he sleeping? Um, <laughs> a bang at the front door. His 18-year-old daughter. Uh, Maybe it's a finished basement. Mayasa was uh, Mayasa was upstairs in her room with two friends who were spending the night. Mm. Around 6 a.m., he says, he came up to the living room and saw 15 FBI SWAT agents coming inside, guns drawn. Wow. So, I mean, I can only imagine how scary this was for the family. Um, let's see. It's scary I, for anybody. Yeah. I'm I'm shouting, nobody's armed. Nobody has a gun. Then they all of a sudden, um, I heard, she's got a gun. And I was odd. just going to say, I don't know if you should yell the word gun yeah. to people with guns. Yeah. I it <laughs> Well, it didn't go well because they started shooting. That's like saying bomb on an airplane, right? Yes. I do not have a bomb. <laughs> I do not have a bomb. Mm. Yeah. They started shooting? That's right. Oh, my goodness. So, um... 
He's, let's see, I'm trying to find my spot here. The page the, refreshed, yeah. refreshed on me. Must be CBS News. Uh, WJLA.com. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, nobody's armed. Nobody has a gun, he says, and, and they just opened fired. Healy says he looked up and saw his daughter standing outside her bedroom in the hallway. Then he heard gunfire. Mm. I've got eight holes in my wall. One bullet went past my head, oh, almost gosh. hit me, ricocheted off my brick wall, and some, some of the sharp metal hit my little daughter, and so this is a different daughter, oh, my in the back of her neck. All for nothing. Uh, the, the older daughter was treated at a local hospital. Okay, this is the, he says his little, little daughter, his little daughter, 16 years old, was treated by a local hospital for uh, flesh wound release. The Hewleys say none of them were armed. As a matter of fact, none of them even owned guns. They were never told why their home was raided. The FBI <laughs> um, has only said that agents from the Baltimore field office were exercising a search warrant and shots were fired. Neighbors wow. in the quiet district uh, Heights neighborhood heard the gunfire and were stunned. They've well, never had any problems at that home. Uh, this well, is somebody so should be able to pull that search warrant and look at it. Somebody should, but uh, you know, it's a new, brand new story. Yeah. So Hewley says they tried to kill her. They tried to kill my daughter. I, I mean, it, doesn't it? seem weird that you just i'm surprised they didn't you'd go into this nice neighborhood with this you know family with having a sleepover and just start shooting uh it's horrible it's weird i I just wonder i mean don't don't you at some point say "Uh uh-oh maybe this isn't the right house you know this doesn't look like a crack house well i mean drug dealers live all over the place it could very well have been a drug drug house i wasn't aware that the fbi was involved in busting crack houses i don't know i mean we don't know are, what they were are there, there a lot of 16 year old daughters smoking uh you know swat team members it just doesn't seem very likely to me well, again, you know, it, it was six in the morning, it was probably dark. I mean, who knows what the circumstance was in the home? I'm not making know. excuses for what the police did. Well, every time you fire a shot in a neighborhood, you've got to understand those bullets can pass through houses. They sure can. They can pass out of one house and into another house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised no one got hurt worse than they did in these this should case. Be, the, they should be looking at using tasers in these situations. In these close quarter combat uh, you know, situations, a taser is going to be just is effective. If you come on a guy with a shotgun and you can tase him, he's probably not going to shoot you. He's probably going to shoot up in the air if he shoots anywhere. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen, Mark. I mean, these cops are into the adrenaline and they a lot of them but like the idea local, of a gunfire. These aren't a gunfight. Local cops. These are the cream of the crop. They're still they're still the same adrenaline junkies. I don't junkies. think the average person thinks that. I don't care what they think, man. I mean, we've we've talked to Barry Cooper and other you he know, was police not an FBI officers. agent, that's for sure. He wasn't, but he was one of the top narcotics agents in I think Texas. The, the higher you would be up on the cop chain, the more adrenaline you would have. I don't know. That's I, just my speculation. I would think the but FBI think, yeah, maybe they think they're maybe they think they're dealing with the you know, the cream of the crop criminals and well, so therefore they're even more jacked up. If you think about your career, you don't start out as an FBI agent, right? You probably No. Had some other career, so if you're, <clears throat> excuse me, just a regular cop, and you pull someone over and you're writing a ticket, right? That first, that's an adrenaline rush. And then, right. when you get used to that, you need the next level. And that's what Barry and, Cooper told us, right? So I can't imagine that FBI agent is isn't further up the the adrenaline ladder. I think that makes sense, and they, if they think they're after the baddest of the badass, you know, bad guys, then it would make sense that they would be like that. Right. right? They're not just after some common thug. If they were, then they'd be a common cop. No, they're the FBI, so they're after the real baddies, right? It's even more exciting. 
apparently uh, America's best and brightest, uh, you know, got the got the number wrong on the house or something, and uh, mm. went went and raided the wrong place, and uh, you know, shot the place up and nearly killed the sixteen year old daughter. Sick. Right. I mean, you know, the, uh, ricochet went into the back of this girl's neck. If it had been a larger ricochet. I'd like to hear more about how uh, – I mean, I don't – I realize it's not in the article, but I'd like to hear more about how this all, you know, washed out. Like, what happened after the gunfire? Did they just, you know, did they detain leave? the family? Did they leave? Did they, you know, question them? I mean, w- w- there's a lot of information missing that I'd be curious to find out. Same here. Uh, if you happen to know more about the story, you're certainly welcome to fill us in or point us to a, a more informative news article. But, the, you know, the other question is, how often does the FBI botch these things up? I mean, unlike the local police departments, there's only one FBI. Now they have agents scattered all across the country. But, you know, you don't hear about the FBI doing this very often. That's not necessarily because they're so competent. It's simply because there aren't as many of them. They're not doing this likely, uh, you know, in, in as more of, as a visible manner as the local police. Local police are making police raids every single day all across the country. So it's, you know, you're going to see bot- them botching it up more often than the FBI. So how often does this happen? How often does it not be, you know, is it not being reported? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, yeah, apparently, there's not even any more. There's newer new, news stories on this, and they're not covering much of uh, anything. These are all short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, basically, the FBI is not saying anything. I bet they didn't apologize. <laughs> well, of course not. If they apologize, they get sued. So uh, we don't have time to tell you what Ron Paul is saying about secession. Yeah, you can pretty much guess what he's saying, but as usual, his words are worth uh, are worth listening to worth uh, worth heeding. So we'll, maybe we'll tell you more about Ron Paul and secession tomorrow night. So we will join you then online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com where you can get interactive with other free talk live listeners. Post what you want to the site, vote up the stuff you like, vote down the stuff that you don't and enjoy all the various interactive features like the bulletin board system, the chat room, and more. We give it all away to you. And don't forget, you can get more of Julia over at Puke and the Gang. Pukeandthegang.com. It's a weekly comedy show. I guess you could call it that. Sure. it is funny. It's something. I am amused by it. And uh, that's at pukeandthegang.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.